All right, welcome back into the Lacrosse Tribune Trip Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, and I am with Assistant Sports Editor Todd Sommerfeld. I'm a sports reporter here. We're going to be breaking down some of the high school action here in the Cooley region. Uh, kind of a, another weird week where Tuesday events, which was a, a jam-packed day, gets canceled because of the snow. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to happen in Wisconsin. But uh, another kind of a weird week here in uh, prep sports. But just sets it all up for a really busy Thursday. So we're going to break some of that down. Obviously, uh, on Wednesday, which is when we're recording this, like Wednesday night, uh, the wrestling team sectionals just happened, so we're going to talk about that and some of the uh, the Saturday's individual sectionals going on. That's going to determine who makes it to Madison in the state tournament next week. And then also breaking down the Onalaska Central MVC boys game, which is Thursday night over at Central. That'll be a big one um, in the MVC. And then a couple other things you can find on lacrossetribune.com. But before we get all started, this could be where your ad is. So contact our yes. ad people if... You want to get? If you want to be uh, part of this? Yeah, get involved with the podcast and uh, be heard by all the prep uh, sports fans here that listen to the podcast. Just uh, contact our ad department and we can get that set up. We can read things. We're pretty good readers. Yes, we can yeah, write, we can. but we can read stuff too. Yes, so we can. Whatever your message wants to be, it can as, be here as many times as you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just drop it in wherever. <laughs> uh, but let's start with wrestling, Todd. Uh, tonight. Like I mentioned, was the team sectionals. We had Holman and Melman GET make it back to state, which is where they finished their seasons last year as well. Yep. Holman obviously ends up becoming the state runner-up, and the Melman made it to the, the semis. Se- semis, yeah, yeah. second game. Um, when you look at the the Holman program, we've talked a lot about their they're adding the girls program along with their very successful boys wrestling program. But the fact that they lose some really talented guys like you know Isaac Lar and uh, Reed Williams who are both over at UWL now, uh, but then to continue doing well with new guys that maybe weren't in the lineup last year, this Holman team just seems to kind of roll over talent and keep winning matches. Yeah, they, they've they built enough of a program now in Holman where I think they're going to have a steady influx of kids coming in that can succeed. Now, are they going to be able to put together as deep of a team as they had last year? That's really tough. Last year's team was exceptional, uh, had the legitimate goal of going to win state and came up just short. Uh, gave everybody good matches there uh, and, and couldn't knock off Stoughton when it came down to, to the finals. Um, so, so you can't count on having teams like that, but I think they can always count on being pretty solid from weight to weight all the way through. Uh, you're, you're, they'll be losing some seniors again this year that are going to be tough to replace, uh, but I think they're at the point now where they're going to have some kids to throw in there. It's, it's, it's a very impressive program, the, the way it's being run, and, we, and we've done some stories on the girls, but uh, you know the boys uh, it shouldn't be overlooked what they're doing either taken for granted and, and you know maybe that's kind of been the case the last couple of years but uh, the, make no mistake they're doing the right things over in Holman that's for sure and any coach will tell you that if, if you talk to you know anybody else in the in the area in the Cooley region they'll say look at what Holman's doing absolutely and one of their guys that uh, always keep an eye on Keelan Yan is 42 and 2 after tonight uh, winning a couple of matches for uh, his team he's a guy that's going to probably be pretty successful uh, on Saturday at sectionals and be in the individual state as long as well as being one of their anchors for uh, the team state meet as well and and hasn't lost since before by state so so yeah we're right. talking two two and a half months or two months almost yeah. of uh, winning for him and uh, Melman GET, kind of the same thing. They lost some talent, but have some, some key guys like Julian Perney back again this year. Going to go back down to state. Uh, an interesting co-op because you don't think about Melrose and GET being that close, or Galesville that close, but they make it work for each other. And uh, it's interesting to see, like, I remember reading in the 101 Daily News probably about 
three or four years ago that they had a pretty small team, but they had like three or four guys that were at the state meet. Now they look like they got a lineup that can you know compete and be that successful as a team. They're they're turning into the standard if you're going to be a co-op program. That, right. That's where people are at least in the area. If you're looking at setting up a co-op, that's where you look first just to see what what they're doing over there. Pete Peterson, Ernie Brodsky doing a great job as coaches of that team. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're rising to new levels of success, it seems, every year. And you mentioned Perny, but the, there's there's a lot of guys there that are winning a lot of matches this season, and it paid off for them. They, they were in a tough sectional right. and beat two really good teams in Lodi and, and Perry Deschene. Uh, to get to the state tournament, and uh, you know it, that just look at what happened tonight, and you can see where that program is. Right. You know, let alone all the other things they've done this year. Yeah. I mean, that the, going out and winning those two back to back was a pretty big accomplishment. All right, and you can read more uh, about the, the team sectionals in the uh, Lacrosse Tribune uh, prep roundup or on lacrossetribune.com. Moving over to Saturday, Todd. Obviously, we got uh, individual sectionals. Um, we. A, a big story uh, here on Thursday, or in Thursday's paper on lacrossetribune.com right now, uh, on John Bailey, uh, Sparta 126-pounder, had a, a tough injury. We'll leave it at that. You can read the story and kind of read more about it, uh, but it was definitely a tough one. Um, had to have emergency surgery, and it, it, it was serious for a little bit there. Like yeah. He was at a meet. He got injured. He went back to the bench, didn't know quite how bad it was, and about five minutes passed. And he passes out. And this is a tough kid who's been through a lot in wrestling, been through a lot of injuries. So everyone, when he they saw him, you know, lose consciousness, they knew, hey, this is something serious. Yeah, gone from surgery on January twelfth to to coming back and and wrestling at the regional last week and and dominating. Right. And he I, he pinned uh, Holman Sam Smith, who's thirty two and six, in a couple of minutes in that one too. I mean, second period, but um, he showed right away that he's on top of his game. Uh, didn't take him long to get going. He had two weeks of inactivity, uh, then started to get back into wrestling shape. Says, you know, he's still got a ways to go on conditioning in terms of this, but Jared Rickert said, had he been wrestling all the way through, he would still say that. <laughs> <laughs> so even if he'd wrestled the last month, uh, he'd still be saying he has conditioning work to do. So I, I think he's in a good spot right now uh, heading into the sectional. I don't think he'll have much of a challenge there. Uh, Wanna key kid. Uh, but he's already beaten him at by state. He, he beat him handily, so I think he'll get by that one and, and get to state. And, and it would be fun to see him finish off his career. He's been there. He got hurt last year and didn't get to go uh, in the postseason. Uh, but he placed third and fourth uh, as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, so it'll be nice to see if he can uh, exceed that this time. And, and I think he's good enough to go and do that. Absolutely. And Bailey kind of is an interesting uh, intersection between uh, that and a, a kind of a statewide wrestling story right now um, with the, the, the lawsuit that the, what, yes. what, I can't remember, I'm blanking on the kid's school now. Uh, Waterford. Waterford. Uh, used Waterford. to be at Burlington. Yeah. Now he's at Waterford. Uh, just a quick synopsis there. Uh, he was... Hayden Halter. Hayden Halter, that's his name, yep. And he was, uh, I'm trying to think of, I guess disqualified from a, a future match or the, the next match after um, showboating essentially after winning a match uh, and the referee said you know that's a foul you've you got to be it, out. Yeah, it was two sportsmanship. Yeah two sportsmanship violations so that's supposed to take you out of the next meet or the next competition that you have 
uh, that ended up being the regional yep. on their schedule, yep. and uh, they couldn't like you know throw one in or do something. So uh, his parents ended up suing the WIAA and got an injunction from a judge. So he was able to compete. He wins, and mm-hmm. he's going to be at a sectional. He's one of the top. It's him and Bailey are the top he two and Bailey guys. Are the top two hundred and twenty pounders for Division One as of right. I mean, in terms of rankings, uh, but there's there's no reason to think they're not the top two with what they've done before. I mean, Halter's younger, right? Uh, but he's he's already put together a good career. So we we could see the two of them run into each other on, on the biggest match of their careers uh, at Cole Center. Yeah, so just something to keep your eye on there. And then one other place I want to touch on in the wrestling before we move on, uh, uh, Aaron Barr over in West Salem. Uh, having a really good season. I haven't heard a ton about him yet. Like, I think he's just one of those guys that you just assume he's going to keep doing well, so that when you know he yeah, has a great when he has a great record, it's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah okay. That's fair <laughs> to say he's a bar. Yeah, they, right. They, they win a lot of <laughs> matches. Um, but yeah, he's he's getting ready for his last run, uh, going up the state. He's he's been a regular there. He Dalton Shams, uh, also at West Salem Bangor, um, hasn't been to state as often. I think he's only been there once. Uh, but he's coming back from from injury and, and wrestled well at his regional, so we'll see if he can get through the sectional and get back to state. Um, he, he they run into some tough sectionals, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, Barr, he he's in a tough weight in this area, and you know he he made it to the bi state finals as did Shams. Kyle Cavanaugh beat him in, yep. in that, and Cavanaugh hasn't lost yet. Yeah. So he, defending he ran state in, champion from Minnesota. Yeah, like ran in, Yeah, ran into <laughs> ran into a, a, another guy who's you know just as good if, on that day, a little better, who's from the area. So it's kind of kind of tough to be as good as he is, but not quite be the best in your area. Right. Uh, but now we'll see when he heads down to to sectional and and can get to Madison, and see what he can do there. But yeah, that's that's the this is the end of a pretty significant career for the two of them uh side by side always at the same weight we did, did a story on him last week about that and these two have been making each other better from the day they started wrestling um practice partners and and going to the law wherever it happened to be over the years right because it's kind of moved around but they, they've always been there for each other and 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 like i said it's kind of a, a significant ending uh, over there in terms of wrestling careers. Absolutely. So make sure you're following Todd Summerfelt LAX on Twitter for all the wrestling updates over the weekend. I'm sure you're going to be over at something on Saturday. Or if, if, if not, if not, yeah, if, if not, I'll be uh, updating it. people. Right. Yes. Um, all right, so let's move on from wrestling here. Got a huge matchup in the NBC on the boys' side. On Alaska versus Central, number two versus number five in the state, in Division Two for the boys. Um this is a rematch, obviously, from earlier in the season. Central won that game 74-56. So, Todd, I know you were there. I think the big question in my mind is what can Alaska do different? Because we, we know the talent on both sides. That's not going to change. I, I don't think either team's done anything in between that would make you think, you know, something's like drastically different heading in. It's like I just got to imagine. I'm just thinking what, what can Alaska do game-wise uh, to, you know, narrow that gap a little bit here with Central. Um shoot well from the perimeter I think it's it tough to get things going inside and Stutley had success out in the perimeter the first time they played uh, I, I think for, for whatever reason he was a little gun shy when he was out there he made a couple passed up on a few and, and he probably should have shot those when, sure. he, when he had the chance uh, the difference in the game last time was he getting a couple of quick fouls and then they had an injury and before you know it Central hits him with like 18 I think it was 18 to 2 run so there's your difference in the game, right? Uh, That's right essential. That. Does too. They, they, yeah, they, they, they take jump on those though. runs. And Absolutely, they they're very good at that. So I, I think if you're on Alaska, you have to shoot well. I think 
We need to see a little more this time from Carson Arntz, who I think is maybe the best inside-outside player we have in the area in terms of of players that I've seen. Sure. Um, we have a, guys that dominate on the perimeter and guys that dominate inside. Um, but I, I think Arntz is, is – there are so many options with him. And last time he didn't quite get on track in terms of, if you want to talk Carson Arntz level, he's sure. capable of doing more. So I think maybe if we see a little more of that, that'll certainly be good for Ron Alaska. Um, Central, you're just going to try and keep pushing the riding the Davis train, right? <laughs> you know, and, and it's not just Johnny Davis, of course, but if if he or, or uh, Terrence Thompson, if you can get him out on a break, get him a dunk, it really gets the crowd going, and they're going to be in on Alaska. They're going to need their crowd behind them in this game. It's going to be a lot of people at this game. Go early if you're going. Right. Uh, it, it's the the back end of a doubleheader. There'll be a girls oh, game. Girls game <laughs> at six. Packed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girls game at six uh, and boys game at seven thirty. So there'll be. It's going to be tough to find seats. So I would definitely go early if you're going to go to this one. But I, I see no reason that that this isn't going to be a great game that goes down to the end, uh, barring you know somebody getting three quick fouls or you know something like that and, and changing. And I think both teams are deep enough to overcome that. On Alaska just didn't last time. Sure. And one of the things that's just always fun about this matchup is that Central kind of lives on making other teams uncomfortable yes. with their pressure, with their ability to get in your face defensively. And Onalaska is one of the few teams that they're going to see on a regular basis that can handle it. Usually it's, it's got to be late in the section tournament or even the state tournament where they run into a team that can handle it. Onalaska can do that on a regular basis. It's just like you said, as long as they can avoid those runs that Central likes to put on teams and just – you know, gets a lead and holds on to it. That's kind of their mo. Like they're, yep. they, they're gonna, they have these spurts where they just are untouchable. It seems like, and then uh, they string a couple of those together, and they have a twenty point lead. And what are you supposed to do? Yeah, but as long as Alaska can avoid that, they're they are a team that can handle that type of pressure. Yeah, you always have to avoid turnovers when you're playing Central. That's that's and like you said, Alaska can handle that better than than most teams that they're gonna see. That doesn't mean. It's not going to happen because Central is that good at forcing those turnovers and and have a lot of length and it's it's kind of tough to get those entry passes in there with with the guys that they have. So that's kind of why I say the perimeter I think will be important for them. But uh, yeah, turnovers are always going to be a big factor when you're playing Central. Absolutely. Make sure you're jumping on LacrosseTribune.com. I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago you had a story on uh, Terrence Thompson kind of just starting to be a little bit more aggressive offensively. He's always got the the ability to score. He's just a guy that. You know, he, he'll look to score off an offensive rebound. Maybe he's not going to force himself the ball. But I think this might be a game where if, if you know, Tyrell Sutley is starting to get going for Alaska, he's going to kind of devote himself to that or maybe mm-hmm. kind of make him work a little bit harder on defense by getting the ball more. So I think that matchup's going to be really fun to watch that, as well. That's one thing with Terrence Thompson is that um, I, I think a lot of people will look and say, why isn't he scoring? He's doing what he needs to do to get this team where it wants to go. Uh, it, yes, it's always great to go have a breakout game and score a bunch of points. And, and he had he had a good game against Logan, um, got out on the break a couple of times, and, and they kind of they kind of they kind of put the ball into him and said, "All right, take take your turn for a little while." And he did a good job with it. So we, we know he can do that. Uh, but if they need him to concentrate more defensively and, and worry about Stutley, I think he's happy to do that and let the other guys you know make the shots. He's always going to get his chances on offensive rebounds. He's, he's a good rebounder, so he can get in there and maybe get putbacks, get put on the foul line, that kind of thing. Uh, so he's always going to be a factor. Uh, it, it may not be in certain categories, but, yeah, uh, like you said, he and he could be someone that could change the way this game goes too. 
right. If he if he He's, starts scoring inside, that's that's just something else that on Alaska will have to deal with. Absolutely. So um, moving off of that, just a couple of things we want to make sure you know about on lacrosse.com. If you're a subscriber of the print edition, you already saw in Wednesday morning's paper a story on Caitlin Lansing, uh, Central Logan gymnast who has had to really alter her routines because of a right shoulder injury. Or just one routine. She's down to the floor. Just yeah, excuse me, yeah. down to the floor. Yeah. And uh, this is and this is a significant injury. A yeah. lot of gymnasts would probably just stop if yes. they had this, but she's. You know, really kind of retool things in a way that she's able to do uh, what she needs to and doing it at a high level, continuing to get the high scores and a uh, person that's going to be right there at the end of the year at the state meet. So make sure you jump on the Cross Tribune and read that. And then also, Jeff Brown, our sports editor, um, was out at the uh, Mount Lacrosse today getting yes. a preview of the state ski meet, which starts on Saturday. Yep. On Saturday over at Mount Lacrosse. So um, yep. interesting stuff there with. Uh, Obviously, the changeover at Central Logan with the Pats is retiring, changes some things. So, um, uh, new management over there for the the meet itself. And then, obviously, we've got some of the the most talented seers and snowboarders in the state here in this area. Uh, What Central Logan's won it like three or four times for snowboarding in a row and skiing as well. Yeah, good skiing. And and we have a story in Thursday's paper, and then there will be more to follow leading up to it as well. All right, well, that's going to do it for the Trip Preps podcast for this week, but we'll be back next week probably break, or wrapping up that Central Logan matchup and then breaking down, hopefully previewing the uh, state meet for wrestling yeah. and um, some other things as well. But we'll be back next week. For Todd Sommerfeld, I'm Colton Martholomew. Thanks for listening.